Good morning, everybody. Today's scripture lesson comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 through 19. So I'll give everybody a moment to, there should be a Bible in front of you, for those of you who have it on your app or on a phone. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 through 19. And when I hear three amens, we can keep going. Amen? Amen. Okay. And the scripture reads from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 14 through 19. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Here ends the scripture for this morning. Amen. At this time, I am going to call Lacey forward. Uh, Lacey is going to be helping us during the service today. I uh, went into the kitchen and found this lovely glass mug, and I poured the water into it. So, Lacey, I'm going to ask Lacey to hold it. Hold it out. You comfortable? You're good? Okay. All right. As soon as there is a problem with this, just let me know. So Lacey is going to be our visual demonstration today with the cup of water. Yes, please. Up a little higher so everyone, everyone can see the cup. Water. Great. Today we are talking about prayer. This passage is one of my all-time personal ones, especially that phrase in there, praying without ceasing. Turn to the person next to you and say, pray without ceasing. And... For me, when I was going back and I was looking through this scripture, I said, oh, I could so easily do a happy and grateful, couldn't I, on this one? A happy and grateful message. But as I was going through and discerning the, the scripture, the calling that the Spirit had put on me was about another aspect about prayer. The prayer in regards to what we are called to do in it. Having a relationship with God and what that looks like in our lives. I remember as a mother, I have two young children, the time where I realized that my, my children had shared and had obtained the power of prayer. Nigel was four. He was at preschool. I had picked him up, and he was so excited to tell me about the best day of his life. And he was so excited, and I said, Nigel, tell me what happened, what happened? And he begins by saying how he was at recess with his friend, and they were playing an amazing game of Star Wars. And it was fantastic, Mom, and it was great, and we were doing this. And then my friend fell, and he hurt his knee. And he was down on the ground, and he was crying, and we were a little obstructed. The slide was obstructing the teacher's view from us, and the, we had to stop playing. And how are you doing, Lacey? 
She's doing good, okay. And so Nigel comes to me and he says, Mom, we have to stop praying. And so I didn't know what to do. He says, but then I thought about it and he said, I'm just going to do what I know what to do. I said, oh, really? And what was that, Nigel? He said, well, I just put my hands on that knee and I prayed. I prayed and before you know it, my friend, he stopped crying. And that red mark on his knee, because we, pulled, we looked at it and we saw the red mark, that red mark started going away. And then we, we got up and we continued to play the best game of Star Wars ever. <laughs> and I always remember that story with Nigel and that excitement of him being four and sitting in the back seat of the car, just overly enthusiastic about what a wonderful day at school he had had, and more so this power of aspect of praying over a friend. Prayer is so powerful. It is intimate and personal because it's relationship aspect, a total relationship we have with God. Lacey, is that cup getting a little heavy? It's shaking a little if you can't see it. Her arm before was extended out here, and now did you see she's brought it in to have her body supported a little bit? And you're getting a little uncomfortable, aren't you? Would you like to put the cup down? Can I hold it for you? Thank you. How was the cup when you first started out? It was light. Seemed pretty easy when I asked you to do this yesterday? Yes. Were you overly enthusiastic about holding the cup yesterday? Yeah. When I asked her if she would do this for me, she's like, sure, yeah, great. This sounds no problem. And what happened over time? It got heavier. And more time passed. It got heavier and heavier, she said. And so now, how does your arm feel now that we've stopped? Better? Your, does your whole body feel better or just your arm? Just your arm. Your arm feels better, but you're feeling a little bit more comfortable now? Yes. All right. Thank you very much, Lacey. See, sometimes this is us with our prayer life. We hold our prayers and we say them and we repeat them and we're in anguish over them. We get uncomfortable as time goes on and more uncomfortable. See, having a relationship with God is taking your prayer and simply putting it down. Having a relationship is realizing that we have a God that wants to take this burden from us. We have a God who wants to listen to us, who wants to have an intimate walk through life with us and is looking to take the burden. But how often in our everyday life do we do what Lacey did? We just stand there and hold it. A relationship with God. A relationship with God in regards to our prayer is taking the theological aspect of what faith is and turning it into what it genuinely is, truly and deeply, a relationship. See, as a relationship goes with the significant others, with family members, with friends, it's a give and take. There is a sender in the communication, and then there is a receiver. So often in our lives, we tend to stand there and just be the sender. I'm going to 
Stand here with my prayer, my arm open wide, instead of also being the receiver and receiving it. Dwight Eisenhower says, Personal prayer, it seems to me, is one of the simplest necessities of life. As basic to the individual as sunshine, food, and water, and at times, of course, more so. By prayer, I mean an effort to be in touch with God. How badly do we long for God in our lives? The need for him, many times we interact. We could come here today and we could talk about how to pray. We could talk about fasting and praying. We could talk about all of the faith groups and the Bible studies that we have that can help you in regards to praying. We can go back and we can look at words from Martin Luther King and how he prayed during a, a pivotal time within personally and within the aspect of our country, the civil rights. We could call upon those who devote their life in monasteries, in regards to prayer. But Psalm 42, verses 1 through 2, rings clear. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. There was a story, and it goes in part that there was a woman. She'd been strong in her faith for many years. And a gentleman came and sat down next to her, new Christian, and he turned to her and said, I wonder if I could get some advice about praying. And so she said, certainly. Hold your breath. So, of course, gave her that look. You want me to hold my breath? Yes, hold your breath. And so the gentleman did. He took a big inhale of breath, puffed up his cheeks, and held. And waited. And eventually, we all know how this will end. What will he eventually do? He will breathe. Our instincts, our human instincts will kick in, and he will exhale, and he will inhale, and he will breathe. And the woman turned to him and said, that is prayer. When you get to the point in your life where you realize that your need for prayer, that need for a relationship, an intimate one with God, is as vital as the oxygen that you breathe every day consistently in and out, in and out. But... The aspect of being in relationships is not for it to stay stagnant. It's for it to grow. The relationships that we have were not the same when we first began with them. The relationships that I have with my friends from when I was younger are not the relationships I have now. If you look at my marriage, I was 12 when I met my husband, right? And he was a family friend. I know, you guys all went there, didn't you? Some of you did. <laughs> and I was 12, and he was a family friend. And he was one of those persons that just interacted with our family, just socially hung out with my brother. The beginning of that relationship is quite different from where I am now, which you say, I'm married, and we have two children. Relationships are meant to grow and evolve and change. But they're also meant to be in communication with, if you're familiar with the example that many people have talked about, emotional intelligence, 
There's now such a thing that they say is Christian emotional intelligence. That emotional intelligence is this ability for us to have the ability to identify and manage our own emotions and also to identify other people's emotions. Christian's emotion is the key to making better decisions to increase our own emotional intelligence through the renewing of our mind daily in God's presence, through his words and through prayer. It's interesting how we grow in our relationships and we move forward and how we stay in flow with them. I'm grabbing my cell phone here because I, I pull up a stream of conversations from my text messages. For me, my family, we have a really tight nucleus. We constantly stay and flow with each other. It's the first text message in the morning to my uncle. He, lets me, he says good morning to me, lets me know what he's doing for the day. We talk throughout the day. Um, my mother as well. And so I wanted to just read a, a string of text messages for you. It starts off with a picture of a striped dress. Eight dollars, it says. At Savers, I reply. And this thread is from my dear friend and sister-in-law. Some of you may know of Jeannie. And so she replies back, no, Macy's. I reply back to her, that's nice, exclamation mark. To which she says, it's the backstage part. Fifteen dollars, next picture of her in a jumper. John Monet, her, her one-year-old, is down on the ground playing in the dressing room. I said, that is so you, emoji with the hearts. To which she then sends me another picture of a yellow jumper that she's looking at. Oh, my emoji, I'll take the yellow one. To which she replies, ha, ha, ha. Can I call you later, she says. Absolutely no worries. But then she goes on for several more messages and texts about the dozens of outfits and clothing that they have out here. There are a lot of those yellow jumpers and items in yellow. I love them. I got the green one, she replies. And I say to her, is Macy's closing? She replies, no, it's a new section. Oh, this is nice. We go on and on. This is throughout the course of this afternoon. Oh, she replies back to me, John Monet was a trooper helping me pick out clothes. To me, emoji smiling with the tears. <laughs> Our relationships flow. We put effort into them. I bet if any one of you takes out your cell phones, the vast majority will have a stream of conversation and dialogue and text. That is what God is asking for us as well, to be in a relationship with him to give and take, for us not only to hold out our prayers or what it is that we are thinking in the corners and recesses of our minds, but also for us to discern and hear what he is saying back to us through the Holy Spirit. If we expect to come to church on Sunday and to listen to sermons and to be part of the praise team, but yet not take any of this and implement it into our lives, then we've missed the mark and where we are in regards to being of service and listening to the Holy Spirit. If we feel as though we're too busy to pray, it's mine as well saying that we're too busy to be bothered with Jesus Christ himself in our lives. I remember young kids and how they have quiet time. Does anyone who young kids are 
that aspect of quiet time. So many adults, they look back at the experience of nap time, too. That was wonderful. Little siesta in the middle of the day. I also come from a Cape Verdean family, and in Cape Verde, even still part of the culture today is that most businesses will close in the middle of the day. They will have a rest period. Everyone goes home. If you are at the bank and you get there, it's okay. I'll be back at one <laughs> as the door gets shut. And they go home and they have this ability to have lunch with their family, to rest themselves through the day. But I draw on that as inspirations for us as Christians. Where in our day do we rest in it? Where in it do we rest in God? Where do we make prayer the priority? Or is it just something that happens in passing? But also at the same time, how do we implement it in our everyday life and walk? Nigel, I, Nigel, he sometimes he does come to me and say, Mom, are you going to use this example in a sermon? And I say, yes, yes, I am. And this was a wonderful example of something that he had taken from this very congregation. And he told me one day at the at dinner table how at school that day he had invited a teacher to church. And so I had turned to him and I said, really? He said, yes, mom. Three, two, one, go. Miss Megan is teaching us this at school. You invite three people. Um, excuse me. We invite three people. Excuse me. See? Three, two, one, go. Um, that we can um, invite, we can bring, and that we can pray. And so I, he was talking about this and I said, that was wonderful that you invited your teacher. And so he said, yes, mom. He goes, but she told me that she doesn't do church. And I said, oh, okay. I said, so what was your reply? He said, oh, very simple. I told her that we would pray for her. <laughs> and he said, yes, Miss Megan at Sunday school taught me that. Something that this congregation, a message that we are taking out. But prayer is that aspect for us to do consistently in all things and areas in our lives. For God is present. And the personal prayer allows us to open our hearts to God's presence, just as a child can do. Prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. God's voice is the most essential part. Listening to his voice is a secret of the assurance that God listens to me. That was a quote by Andrew Murray. But God's continuous grace... Prayer is that opportunity to be a witness to that, to experience that grace that he has. That line in the scripture, will of Jesus Christ in me. Being in God's presence is reminding ourselves that we are each and every one of us perfectly imperfect. Each of us. But we strive to continue our relationship to be intentional with God's. Because through Jesus Christ, we are striving and seeking. And through prayer, we're realizing and accepting the fact that God continuously has grace for us, even being perfectly imperfect. Amen? Prayer can lead us out of the territory of words and ideas and into the realm of God, into the realm of God's continuous grace for us. But we must proceed with much prayer, 
and your way will be made plain. God does nothing but an answer to prayer. God's command to pray without ceasing is founded on the necessity we have of his grace to preserve the life of God in our souls, which can do no more subset one moment without it than the body can without air. That was from John Wesley. Prayer is that opportunity of being within grace of God. I offer many different ways of praying or trying to reflect and expand my life as a Christian and how I can expand prayer within that blueprint of my everyday life. Just recently, I did a pre-Lenten gathering where we got a group of people from the area and we did prayer stations. And I set up about 10 of them, all with the everyday things that we do in our life. How can we bring God into a relationship, into paying bills? I know I got a few eyebrow raises and a little looks. But yet, doesn't Scripture say that we are to be good stewards of the gifts upon which he has given us? Isn't paying a bill just that? Saying that I am going to be the steward of the gift of money that I have received and I'm going to give it back to the person upon who has given me of service. Let me be that example and of that steward. And so it also goes into how we carry our burdens. There was another prayer station where I gave everybody groceries. Cute little market, market basket bags. Have you ever thought of just walking around with a can of spaghetti sauce, vegetables, and just walk in your house, walk up and down, walk around a room, and then think about the scripture about how we carry our burdens and how God is constantly reminding and asking us to give them over to him. Our relationship is to stay and to grow. Our relationship is to stay constantly in flow. Our relationship is to remind us that through prayer we can do all of those things and receive God's grace among all. I do many different ways of praying. Some of my friends who have come to know me realize that all they need to do is just send me a heart with a particular color. Some have yellow hearts. Some have rainbows, some have um, green hearts. And for me, that's my reminder throughout the day when I am called to pray for somebody. Every time I see a pink and I see someone's pink scarf right now, it's shouting out at me. I think of a friend that, I'm, that I've been asked to help pray over a particular area or instance. But I also write my prayers out. I have a prayer journal. Every morning I get up in the morning, I read the Bible, and then I write out my prayers. It's become amazing to see my walk with God in black and white. When you're able to go back and to look what you prayed over and about and how it was answered and how that prayer was received. How some prayers I realize that I'm not truly letting go and where I need to let go and where other prayers... I need to reframe my thoughts around what it is I'm asking God for. And so during this Lent, we, the pastoral team came together and were asking us as a congregation 
for this season of Lent to be prayerful over these next uh, 35 days that we have remaining in the season of Lent. And how it is that we can use prayer to reshape and change our own personal lives, the lives within this congregation, and those beyond our community, because that is just how powerful God is. Amen? So at the end of service today, we have a journal for everyone to take who would like to take one. You can do it individually. You can do it as a family. What a beautiful opportunity to sit around a table and to have a prayer journal together. There's several questions, too, on the back of a note card. This bookmark, excuse me. Asking God, how do you want to use us or myself and Faith Community Church to develop disciples? How do you want us to help reshape lives, our lives, and those within the community? And God, these are the people that we are putting before you. For us to be intentional, all things in life, all things that we want to change behaviors or if you want to exercise, they say, well, exercise for 30 days. That helps trigger the mind. You want to be able to eat healthy, then start a plan for 30 days. So we're asking us as a church to be prayerful over the next 35 days so that we can exercise that muscle within each and every one of us to help strengthen and grow our relationship with God. So I welcome you to take these at the back of the sanctuary as you leave and to take the bookmark. I ask for those who would like to be prayed with um, as well to come forward. We will look and open to that as well. But above all, to take a moment and just exhale and to think, God, where are you asking me to put my prayer down, to release it over to you? Where in my life are you calling me to be still? And where in my life are you asking me to grow in our relationship together as we walk this life and this journey? Happy and grateful to be here with each and every one of you. Happy and grateful that the scripture has spoken, that the word of God has come forth and has touched each of you in the words that he has poured into me to be poured out to you. I remember growing up, I was a book called, Dear God, Are You There? It's Me, Margaret. <laughs> Judy Bloom. It came across to me in the black and white pages that I can have a personal, intimate relationship with God. And I am so beyond grateful for it. So we're excited to walk alongside you as you take this journey of your faith, as you reach and develop and strengthen your prayer life with God, who's calling out to you, who's asking each one, each and every one of you, as Christ has asked, to take his yoke for he has made the way easy in life for you. We welcome you to put your glass down, to let him take over, to intercede for you on all things. This here is the word that has been poured out for us today. Amen.